So as I was growing up, the granddaughter of two grandparents from the Deep South, we were raised to know the difference between naked and naked. <laughs> All right, naked is a natural state in which children are born. Jesus was born naked, and then we wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and, and most people are naked in the shower, which is appropriate to be naked in the shower. You should, you should have no shame over that. When you get out of the shower, generally you start going through the process of clothing oneself. Um, some people like to air dry. That's your business. But if you are to move into a place where you are naked and, and getting involved into troublesome things, then you have moved well into the realm of what my grandfather would call naked. And your goal growing up was never to be naked, or at least not caught naked. That was your goal. And so I took it upon myself to ensure that my sister would never be caught naked. And I told my grandfather one time, you got to come and do something about Katie. She's completely naked. And my grandfather came all the way back from the room where he was at work, and he came back to the front of the house, and he said, what, what is the problem? I said, she's naked. He said, she's two and she's naked in the house. He said, she's not naked. I was like, well, this just seems completely inappropriate. You might want to take care of this. Instead, I've, I've always I've been one of those people that likes to have all my bits and pieces covered. I rather enjoy that. I'm wearing clothes under the robe just for added security. like to do that. Uh, grew up with lots of different clothes. My father said that I used to change my clothes multiple times a day, and he was always annoyed at how much laundry there was for a five-year-old. And then um, as I got older, I stopped doing that, and I just discovered clothing for your feet. We call those shoes. And so I do change my shoes more than once a day. But um, I, was I was raised that you always dressed up for certain things. My mother used to dress us up to go to the doctor which made no sense because when we got there, you had to get naked. <laughs> Why do I have to put on all this extra clothing just to take it off again and then try to put it back on? I mean, have you ever tried to put on tights after a doctor's visit? It's obscenely long. It's ridiculous. And so we were, we were raised to get dressed up for church, Sunday best. We were raised with that. And those habits die hard. I remember the first time I was going to preach while I was in seminary at the church that I was appointed to serve, and I'm back in my office, and I'm, you know, getting ready, and my mom goes, you're not going in there like that, are you? I was like, what? She goes, you're wearing pants. I was wearing a suit, but it didn't matter because in my mother's world, you had to wear a dress. You had to wear a dress. And I said, well, look, Mom, I know that this is a new thing for you, but I'm going to be climbing upstairs and standing in an elevated position above people who are sitting. I'm not wearing a dress. And I realize you didn't major in geometry, but trust me, the trajectory here is not good. We don't want to do that. We, we like wearing things to cover our legs when you're going to be standing higher than other people. It's just good business practice. And so I could tell that about for the first six or seven minutes of my sermon that day, my mother was completely distracted by the fact that I was wearing pants. I could tell because she kind of stared at them as if they would suddenly morph together into a skirt, which they never did. But you know what? You're not going to see my mom in a dress very often in church anymore either. She wears, she wears pants now, right? She wears, she wears dressy pants, but she wears pants. But we live in a world where we pay careful attention to what people wear. 
And sometimes that's a good thing and sometimes it's a bad thing. It's a good thing when we're recognizing that somebody may be cold and can I get you a coat or can I get you something to help keep you warm? Can I get a shawl to put over your shoulders? It's a good thing when you realize that somebody doesn't have the clothing they need for protection or the clothing that they need to be comfortable. That's a good thing. It's not a good thing when we look at what somebody's wearing and we judge them as unworthy because of what they're wearing or what they're not wearing. That's not helpful. And in Jesus' day, you didn't have walk-in closets with summer, spring, fall, and winter seasonal dress. In Jesus' day, you were lucky if you had two robes and you wore one while the other was being cleaned. You didn't have all of these options, and he probably had one pair of sandals that looked pretty grody considering how often Jesus walked. And that was it. That was life. And Jesus says this, that if you find someone who can't afford to be clothed, you must clothe them. They have to have clothing. You cannot leave somebody to the elements to be humiliated, whatever the deal is, so that these people are vulnerable. You have to keep their dignity intact and you have to care for them. That's why he says, if you have two cloaks, give one to somebody else. How many cloaks do you need? I don't really like that passage because I have a coat closet for just myself right? We have to think about that. How much is enough? And what am I doing with what, I'm, with what I have? But most importantly to me is the idea that we look at somebody and we size them up very quickly by what we see, and then we make assumptions about whether or not they belong. We make those assumptions. And especially when you start talking about worship, everybody has a way they like to come to worship. You are all clothed. I am very grateful for that. That is really my only stipulation that you are clothed. I held Christmas Day worship for people in pajamas. I am not dialed into what you're wearing. It could be any color. It could be any shape. You know, it doesn't matter to me what way you come in here. You could be wearing designer clothing. You could be wearing vintage, bottom basement. I do not care. That doesn't affect what we do here. What we do here is worship God on high and receive the word of God. And your clothing is not an inhibitor or one of those things that actually makes it easier. It does not facilitate the hearing of the word. Now, certainly, if something's really loud and you can't stand it, you might get focused in on what somebody's wearing. But that's a you issue. That's not a them issue. Right? That's about who's in charge of what over here. And the fact is that we live in a world where we are constantly wrestling with what people wear. People come in for job interviews and they're judged by what they're wearing. People come into church and I'd love to tell you that they're not judged by what they're wearing. They are. I hear about it. I can remember one time a gentleman having a conversation with me, not at this church, about someone who came to worship in flip-flops. And that was not a good conversation to have with me because I said, that's so interesting that you want to talk about this. Let's talk about what Jesus wore. Do you think that the shoes Jesus wore are closer to your wingtips or his flip-flops? He didn't want to have a conversation anymore. <laughs> I don't understand. Why don't you want to have a conversation? I thought we were getting somewhere. But it's not about that. At 9.30, I did not wear my robe and my stole. Am I any less capable of officiating or preaching if I don't wear the robe and the stole? No. Sometimes I preach better there. Sometimes I preach better here. It really has nothing to do with what I'm wearing. Now, if I was wearing something that 
was actually inhibiting my ability to do my job, then that would be a problem. I can't come in here in a ball gown where I have to get Linda to follow me around and hold my trail up. That's going to inhibit worship a little bit. That's not going to be a good call. But instead, as long as I am able to function, and it's amazing how low that threshold is in, in worship, as long as you can see and hear and pray, you're pretty good. You're pretty good. So whatever you've got going on, we can accommodate here. Right? We, can, we can deal with that. There are plenty of times, though, where I watch people have conversations about what people are wearing. And so yesterday, I was out, and I was wearing, uh, it was Saturday, so I was wearing flats. They were six-inch platform flats, but they were flats. <laughs> and they were covered in sequins. They were called mermaid sequins, so if you were to move your hand along it one way, they'd be blue, and if you went back the other way, they'd be green. They were, they were pretty low-key for me. So we, I was out... And I was over at Barracks Road Shopping Center, and I walked into a store like I never go in. And as I'm walking around, there's somebody sitting on the floor stocking, restocking a shelf. And all of a sudden, he looks over, and he's like, whoa! And I was like, hello. He's like, oh, my gosh, your shoes. I was like, yeah, they're mine. And he said, those are the best shoes. He's like, that totally makes my day. And I'm thinking, well, thank you. And if this is the best part of your day, we got to work on that. That is... I mean, they're like a pretty, they're a high point of my day, but they're my shoes. So I don't know if that's where we should be. But it was just interesting as I was talking to him about how much you get keyed into what people are wearing. You know, and then I, I don't even, well, I think I was just wearing black. I don't know. I just had on like this regular outfit and these really ridiculous shoes. And he's talking about the shoes. He's like, those are great. He's like, I never see people wear shoes like that. And I was like, yeah, probably not. Where do you get shoes like that? The internet. That's cool. What do you do? Yeah. I was like, uh, I'm a pastor. He's like, I know he's looking for JR. We all know he's looking for JR. Speaking of JR, JR is always dressed impeccably, well dressed. JR shows up uh, wearing a suit or wearing some nice slacks and a, and a blazer. JR looks great. Nobody ever has any complaints about JR. Not about his clothes. I love JR. Don't complain about JR. But I know that if JR were to show up at the contemporary worship service, people would be like, what is wrong with JR? Why is he wearing a tie? Why, why is he wearing a tie? And then at, in our contemporary worship service, there's Doug Gaskell, who is just absolutely convinced that the kingdom of heaven is going to be in Hawaii. <laughs> and he wears a Hawaiian shirt every Sunday with the hopes that the kingdom to come will be in Maui. And I love that kind of commitment to that vision. Uh, but I can tell you that there are plenty of people that would go, a Hawaiian shirt is not appropriate for traditional worship, right? I don't care. Both Doug and JR are covered. I don't have any weird, like, things going on here that we see in the Super Bowl. So I'm really happy that they're here. To me, what's important is that they're here. And what Jesus was telling us in the gospel account of Matthew is, it's more important that we take care of people so that they can be present than it is to make them be present as we want them to be. That's a hard lesson, right? And in, in our day and time, we are in a world where it is a multi-billion dollar fashion industry multi-billion dollars. Over the course of the average human being's life, they will spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on a tire. That's a huge amount of money just to dress in clothes 
that are trying to convey something. Now, whether it's us conveying that we are casual and comfy or that we're here in my power suit and I'm ready to do business or whatever it is that we're conveying with our clothing, we are very intentional about investing in that. This becomes the first thing people see, this form. And so the world says, well, what I see is an indicator about whether or not I want to look deeper. That is not Christian. That is not Christian. In a world where I have children that are too embarrassed to go to school because they cannot afford in their family to be outfitted in the latest and the greatest clothing, I have youth that think that their entire worth is in the designer label they can or cannot afford in the sneakers they wear. And I have adults that are too ashamed to go and do things in public because they feel like they can't dress appropriately or they don't have what they need in order to be socially acceptable. It is a sin to judge somebody by their clothes. Because what we are telling them is, your worth, your dignity, is somehow tied in to the fabric that you wear on your body. And I don't remember Jesus ever saying that. In fact, I remember Jesus getting naked so that you can have greater worth. Jesus was born naked and was covered for the first few days of his life in animal, in hay, and swaddling clothes. There's no designer fragrance that smells like that. There's no designer that's like, hey, swaddling clothes for infants. No. Instead, Jesus came in the most humble of circumstances, but he was clothed. And when he died for us, they stripped him naked, and they paraded him out in public to humiliate him, and then they nailed him to the cross, and he died covering in, covered in blood, sweat, and tears, that we could be clothed in righteousness. And righteousness is not determined by the wash tag on your collar. Righteousness is bestowed by God freely without merit. Because God looks at you and looks into your heart. God can see through any leather. God can see through any fabric blend you may be wearing. And God can see in your heart. And nowhere in the past four weeks that I've been reading this text to you has God said to you, when you stand before the throne, Jesus will look at what you're wearing and then determine whether you get in. What if you got judged by what they buried you in? Y'all be a lot more specific about what you get buried in, wouldn't you? If that was the way that you get judged. But it's not, because this is all window dressing. What matters to God is in the heart. And we who are the church are required to follow God's lead and to look into the heart. We are only faithful to Christ when we ensure that people are clothed appropriately and that we are not looking at their clothing as merit. That instead we look at them and see who they are and who they want to be. Are we looking at a human being that God loves and knows? Or are we looking at somebody who's wearing clothes from two seasons ago that are slightly ill-fitting and pilling? Nowhere does Jesus say that we will judge by clothing. And that's really important for us because the world does. The world looks at us and goes, that is not appropriate. Or, you clearly don't know how to dress yourself, or what are you doing? That was last season. However the world is looking at you, we are not the world. We are the church of Jesus Christ. And here 
It does not matter what you wear. You could literally come in your pajamas, not lingerie, pajamas, and I will be okay. I preached that at 9.30 and I told Linda, I said, I'm going to take a hit for that one. Someone's going to show up in pajamas. You could show up in a Halloween costume and I'll deal with it. I have no problem with that. I really don't because the fact is you're here. There are people in three-piece suits by Hugo Boss and Rolex watches that aren't, but you are here. I don't care what you're wearing. And most of you look awesome. And all the rest of you, you look great too. But you're here, and that's what looks the best. Presence is always in style. It doesn't go out of fashion. But you are here, and that is what is important. But we pay attention, right? What people wear. I have never found the outfit that properly conveys that I have been saved by sin by righteousness in Jesus Christ. I have not found that outfit. I am looking. I have not found it. And when I do find it, I guarantee you that it's not going to fit me in 10 years. So we have to constantly remind ourselves not to think as the world thinks. I cannot look at you and decide whether or not I like you based upon your color scheme. It's deeper than that. Instead, it's about looking at someone and saying, how can I serve you? Not what is what you're wearing serve my eyes, but how can I serve you? And in this world, it is vital that we look beyond. Now, certainly, clothing is a key, right? And people pay attention. Every Monday through Thursday during the week, I try to come up here and stand in the pull-around while the, while the preschoolers are being dropped off for preschool and say hi to them and talk to them a little bit and interface a little bit with the parents. And one day, a mom pulls up even further than she normally does so that she's parallel with me, and she rolls down the window, and she goes, Catherine took 20 minutes this morning to figure out what shoes to wear. And I'm thinking, oh, this sounds like this is a Pastor Sarah problem. And I was like, okay. And she said, yes, it was, it was really hard for Catherine to pick out the shoes. She finally settled on this pair of sandals that she's getting out of the car with because she said, those are the ones that you like the best. Because even a child is paying attention to how we receive them. Even children pay attention. And when Catherine got out of the car, she had some amazing sandals on. I don't want to take that away from Catherine. They were gorgeous. They were white leather with fringe, and they looked awesome. However, I did, got down on her level, and I told Catherine, Catherine, I love your shoes, but I love you no matter what shoes you wear. I love you. It does not matter. I mean, I love your shoes. They are awesome. They are very Catherine, and yes, they are amazing. But you could walk up here barefoot, and I would still love you, and I would still think you're amazing. So it's not about that. Instead, it's about teaching even our youngest children that what is most important is that they are here and that they are trying. Because all of us are here right now, and hopefully all of us are trying. We are trying to be better than we were when we walked in the door. We are trying to be better than we were when we messed up this past week. And we all messed up because last time I checked, none of us are Jesus Christ. But yet, we come back here and we ask for forgiveness, and we ask for God's strength and endurance and perseverance that we might go out and do better this time. And part of that is learning to look within, not only into who we are and who we want to be, but who God is calling other people to be. It is not about the fabric. It is not about the accessories, and it is not about the shoes, and it pains me to say that. It is not about the shoes. I think I could probably preach in my bare feet. I would get a pedicure first, but I would do it. But that's not the point. That's not the point. 
The shoes don't make me the pastor. The shoes are but window dressing on who I am. And sometimes they're an outlet for my expression, and sometimes you like them, and sometimes you don't, and that's okay. But the difference is that every single day, I'm trying to make my heart look more and more like the one that was on that cross. And so are you. Because we want to be better. We are trying to go on to be closer and closer to being Jesus Christ manifested for the world. And sometimes I sit around and I think to myself, you know, what would Jesus look like? What would he wear? Try to imagine what Jesus would wear. I think he'd wear a vintage t-shirt. I think that's what Jesus would wear. I think Jesus would wear whatever he could get for free. I think that's what Jesus would wear. And so when we think to ourselves, how do we clothe people? Not only do we clothe them literally. I mean, many churches have space and have a clothing closet where people can get clothing. And many Christians have gotten in the habit of at least once a year going through and looking at things that you, know, you no longer wear or things that maybe don't fit anymore or things that are out of fashion. And we put them in a bag and we donate them and we think, okay, well, you know, clothing the naked, there we go. But what if we took it a bit further? What if we did more and more of buying something? If we're over there and something looks great on the clearance rack, why don't we buy for people? Why don't we turn in clothing that does have tags on it that says that these aren't my sloppy seconds? Why don't we do that? You know, and sometimes we forget the fact that the poor are not just entitled to our crumbs. That instead, Christ says the poor are entitled to a seat at the table and that they gather here to receive the fullness of God's blessings, not just what we no longer have need of. And that's a shift, because the world was happy to go, give us your cast-offs, give us your hand-me-downs. But Jesus didn't give you his cast-off and his hand-me-downs. Jesus came to give you the best, the brightest, the first, and the last. Christ came to give you everything. And when we model that for the world, it starts to sink in. It starts to hit hearts where it matters. And people realize that here, not only can they be clothed, but they can be clothed with dignity and that they can be clothed with righteousness and that Christ will do things for them that no other on earth will do. And that is what people need to know. They need to know that they are worthy no matter what they are wearing. They need to know that they can be loved and appreciated and welcomed and honored without any hesitation by what they are wearing. And when we in the church make that move, the kingdom of heaven comes that much closer. I do believe that Christ was very serious when he said to clothe the naked, but not just with clothing and not just with shoes. I think he intends for us to clothe those who have been stripped naked. They've been stripped of their dignity they have been stripped by systems and institutionalized powers and words. They have been segregated and set aside. They have been cast off and excluded. And when we welcome them back in, when we practice hospitality and bestowing upon people dignity and grace and love, we are clothing them so that they can ultimately be clothed in righteousness. And that is Christ's call for all of us. May it be so. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.